0: Is it easy? It's not easy. It's not easy just to post photos on Instagram and you think your business is going to work. It just doesn't work like that. You have to be dedicated. Hey, welcome to Ladyland, a
1: podcast by Lady Brains, where we chat to ambitious women about what it takes to become an overnight success. Huge spoiler alert the overnight success does not exist. We're your hosts, Caitlin, Anna, and Maver. Now get comfy, fellow Lady Brains, and ride with us to Ladyland. In 2014, Laura Foley quit her day job and moved to Bali with her partner in search of inspiration. Without having to look too far afield, Laura realised she was already onto a winning business idea, vegan and all-natural tanning oils that she was blending and using herself. Despite not having a business or marketing background, Laura started out by gifting her oils to influencers who fell in love with the product and soon enough, the Bali Body brand was born. With a cult following around the globe and an Instagram page that will make you want to chase the sun all year long, Bali Body is the true embodiment of what it means to take a simple idea and turn it into a
0: beauty brand must have. I did um, business marketing for two weeks and to quit that. <laughs> I realised for you? No. I realised uni wasn't for me and being in actually the workforce was actually more beneficial. So I got a full-time job working um, as an assistant at Crazy John's, so completely not relevant to anything marketing. Stayed there for a little while, then worked in some real estate. After that, got into my full-time job where I was there for nine years. That was at CGU RACV Insurance. I worked at CGU for nine and a half years exactly um, in our settlements and litigation team. There was where I probably learned to Work really hard and got all my ethics from there. The team that I worked for was quite um, fast paced. So I had to always be organized, planned, have good business skills. But actually, I never studied any marketing, never studied any business degrees.
2: Just goes to show, doesn't it? Like, I think it's really <coughs> interesting that you don't have to be academic necessarily to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Successful, you know? Yeah. And I think that's probably one of. Our proudest moments is that, like we haven't had the business background, or we, you know, Dave and I both didn't study marketing. We didn't study design or product development. We've just come in together. We've worked extremely hard. We know what we wanted, and that's how we've built our business.
1: Yeah. And what um, background does your partner have? Because you do co-own the business.
0: Yeah. So David is my husband now, um, and he was a carpenter. So he was for yeah nine nine years also in carpentry. Also, nothing related to skincare, (laughs) that's for sure, or Or the beauty beauty industry. (laughs) (laughs) Completely different.
2: So the idea for your business was sparked while you were living in Bali. What were you doing there and when did the light bulb go off for you?
0: David and I decided, um, well, in our jobs for, as I said, around nine, nine and a half years, we decided around that time that we wanted to do something else with our lives and our future. So around this time, Instagram had just kind of started. It was a platform for probably around, roughly in Australia, 50 online businesses. Like you can imagine how many there are today. Mm. That's nothing. So there was hardly any businesses at the time on that platform. We saw a bit of a, a gap in the market, I guess you say. So we thought, all right, let's take a career break. Let's move to Bali. So we were lucky at the time that we could take that time from our jobs. Let's move to Bali. Let's go over. Take a few months see what we can come up with. While we were there, we decided that we wanted to do a natural product, a tanning and body oil. I suffer from really bad eczema. So our original product, which is our gold tanning and body oil, is actually a product that I used to make myself because, as I said, there was nothing like it on the market. So it's vegan, which is really important to me. I'm vegetarian. Most of us are in the office. So those kind of things really are important to our brand. But there was nothing like that particular product on the market. So when we went there, we started to formulate the product in terms of mass production. Like, could this actually work? Would people actually like it? So we got around. Bali's quite good for having influencers hanging around, Mm -hmm. as as you Mm -hmm. know, probably. So we got some influencers, got them to test it. Everyone loved the product, got great results from it. So from there, we decided, okay, this is definitely something we can look into further. And that's where the business really started from. David and I are both full steam ahead people. So we actually got there, I think day two and left after four and a half months and worked every single day. So the business really started to come to life there. Definitely. Obviously we got to a point where, I don't know, have you been to Bali where Mm. like, it's just slow and you just can't get shit done. So basically we needed to come back to Melbourne. So all our um, plastic mm. is blown in Melbourne. All our um, products are done in Melbourne. We needed to take the business further. So, yeah, in Bali was basically inspiration, but where mm. we, we did set the foundations for the business.
2: You didn't come from a product development background no. or a beauty background. No. How the hell did you know what you were doing when you were creating this formula and giving it to influencers to test?
0: Well, yes, yeah, good question. We went with our gut. Obviously, having used the product myself for years, I knew that the product was good. So all the oils that we use in our original in our product, the original product is all hundred percent natural oils. So in terms of um, TGA requirements or any legal um, stand, the product is hundred percent able to be sold. Um, just personally by David and I, or well, by Bali Body. Mm how do we actually come up with the formulations? As I said, they're just natural oils bottled basically and I know they give results. So we didn't need to be a rocket scientist to get that product basically. We just had to believe in the product and understand that the purpose of that particular oil was what it was and we know it does that and back ourselves basically. So were you just buying small quantities and essentially making batches in your bathroom or kitchen? Not too far off. <laughs> um, What we did, obviously, as I said, we couldn't work from Bali anymore. So we came back to Melbourne. We actually, to start the business, we actually used all our house savings. So we took a pretty big gamble there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, back four years ago, we'd saved all our money up to buy a house. And we thought, no, let's definitely put all this into the business. So we got back to Australia from Bali, went back to my mum's house in Mount Martha. And that's where we started to really see that, once we first started selling on the very first day we had a a massive order like a massive influx of orders which really completely blew us out of the water so at that point we would set ourselves up with exactly how many bottles we would need to get sent out and fill those bottles ourselves by hand in the kitchen correct at my mum's house and send them out so yeah everything was done in small quantities and then we would actually do that for around um at least eight months, make the product ourselves. So we would spend every single day, seven days a week, getting these big batches of oils, stirring it around, making them all perfect. And to be honest, the quality was absolutely amazing because everything's done by us. So we'd sit there and we had different packaging back in the day. Packaging has probably been one of our biggest restraints and Mm. biggest headaches in the business. If anyone knows containing oil Yep. Is a really difficult. It's, um, a lot more difficult even than water. So when you have oil, you have packaging and then you have the post, all three of those things together, um, Mm. can be a bit of a nightmare. But even still to this day, it's one of our, you know, gives causes us headaches, but we try and always work around that. So yeah, as I said, would make the bottles, fill them up, sit there by hand. And we used to have different packaging where you would have to get a little funnel and pour five little pours I still remember it today <laughs> five little pours into a funnel which would make the 60 mil or whatever it was back in the day and then seal up the product put it in the post send it off so yeah it's come a long way from then but um now we make thousands you know do thousands of orders every few days and we have a product obviously manufacturer and warehouses around the world who send those out to our customers
2: At what point did you think, okay, we need to get serious and we need to find a manufacturer who can actually help us do this at scale?
0: For the first two oils that we did, we did the tanning and body oil, and then we did a limited edition cacao tanning oil. So both of those products were able to be done by David and I, because again, the oils, they're just natural oils all mixed together. The formulations we had to tweak here and there to, you know, this percentage of this, this percentage of this to get the right finished product. Once we got to the fact of like thinking, okay, we need to start creating a different product range, not just two tanning oils. Mm. So the next product we created was a, or we wanted to create was a moisturising lotion. So a body lotion, basically. That's when we realised we needed a product manufacturer because I was in the bathroom trying to put all these things together and there was just a little, no, it's not going to work. And we'd got to the point where the amounts that we needed to get done, there was no time in the day left to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So solely doing customer service emails myself, doing all the social media. This is back in the day when we used to type out all the people's addresses from the order, stick it on an envelope, post it out. It was just no time to be making the product, bottling the product ourselves. So yeah, as the range grew, um, obviously the need for a manufacturer also was evident, but also the order volume made sure that we had to have a product manufacturer. Yeah.
2: And so how many manufacturers did you go out to and, I guess, pitch to basically and say, you know, can you take us on?
0: Yeah. I guess networking is a really big thing as well. So when Dave and I were in Bali, we met a few people here and there along the way. I remember one day at Potato Head we met this guy and he was chatting away and we are telling him about Bali Body and he said, oh, I've got a good friend of ours who's a product manufacturer and he lives in Fitzroy and his company's there. And we said, oh, yeah, great. Anyway, later down the track, when we got to this point, we Googled that manufacturer and he was just a small two-man team and um, it ended up being obviously the same guy that um, we got recommended to in Potato Head and he worked with us for around a year and a half. So really we just went straight there and our gut instinct said he was a good guy, his um, quality was fantastic. Being like such a small two-man team, like the quality yeah, was really great. Less mistakes. I guess when sometimes you have massive teams or it's more of a bulk production, there's more errors. So that was really good at the time. Suited the demand and supply that we needed. But also I got to the point with him that it was, our orders were too um, high and each time would be getting delays because he was trying to keep up. And so we also came to the realisation then that we needed someone bigger. So after him, we moved to another product manufacturer who we're with today. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we've been lucky, only two. It is quite difficult with our um, with needing to move forward in our SPF. We want to move forward to SPF 30s, and et cetera. Mm. So, with it moving forward to SPF 30, you need to find a regulated TGA manufacturer. So, that's something we're looking at now to find the right fit for our brand.
2: Do you have any tips for anyone who might be looking to partner with a manufacturer? To produce their product at scale is there anything that you should look for or look look
0: out for lead times depending on the product as well like what the product is um, would require specific ingredients um, some ingredients can have really long lead times like six seven months so i guess making sure um, when you first meet that product manufacturer you've got clear understanding of their lead times how many orders they can do for you If you do get a growth spurt, can they fit in for you and, like, obviously help accommodate that growth spurt? Is there any flexibility with the ordering process or the manufacturing process? I guess finding the right partner that suits your brand at the time is obviously crucial. Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: So
1: once you signed on to your first manufacturer, Mm -hmm. did things start to fall in place in terms of dividing job function and job tasks between
0: you and Dave? And did you hire anyone else? Definitely making the product ourselves and then bottling it took an extremely large amount of our time. So we were really left with, after finishing the day, doing that, sitting there, doing emails, doing social media, doing all the rest of the things, marketing everything else that runs the business. So once we got rid of that aspect, we had a lot more time to, actually, I remember the feeling like I just felt the biggest relief, like, oh my God, I've got semi-life back. Because for months, I'd say eight months, we worked Seven days, um, so after that time, we really were able to plan, okay, Dave, your customer service, I'm marketing, this is your role, this is my role, and I feel like after that time, the business really started to flourish because we both had our defined roles. I did start on customer service, and I got kicked off <laughs> because <laughs> why? <laughs> well, I'm pretty straight down the line, and customers can be a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> But customers are always right. So that's where Dave (laughs) took over (laughs) and he manages that now. So as we've grown, obviously, we've got customer service um, and Dave manages that aspect of it. Dave also manages all the product development now. Um, Together we come up with the product ideas and what we want to actually produce. But in terms of um, lead times and looking at samples and everything, Dave manages that aspect now. Yeah.
2: And so obviously a a huge part of your success has been being able to leverage social media in Mm. a really clever way. And obviously in the beginning, you gifted your product to influencers and you were able to generate quite a large following even before you launched. Yeah, How did you do that?
0: So as I mentioned previously, um, we did start the business in Bali. We first realised that basically we looked at the platform, which was we started on Instagram as our main source of um, revenue. So we looked at the platform and really the best way we realized that the influencers are going to be the the best way to get the product out there at a large mass to their followers. So that was key. Like we knew that we had to use influencers in terms of paying influencers back then. I was like, I don't want to pay someone to, you know, $500 to do one post. Like that's ridiculous. But so we, we really had a method at the start that we're only going to gift people, say, who are happy to take the product, use the product to post. So for probably three or four months while we are in Bali, we grew our social media channel, Instagram, by gifting influencers who had around, you know, 20 30,000 followers who were happy at that time. It's very different now. Mm. It's a different platform, but they were happy to accept the product, use that get the exposure themselves. Even though our account was little, it was a strong account. We had great engagement for each post. So Mm -hmm. an account, we say 100,000 followers might've got 2,000 likes, our account that had 5,000 followers had 2,500 likes. So not necessarily all the massive accounts that had low engagement. So they were happy actually to do that back in the day. So we grew the channel with influencers. We also grew the channel by, so it's pretty proud moment for us. Like even to this day, we post our, on our Instagram every four hours. So we have someone that works for us in LA. So every day, new content, every single four hours from the day I started the account on the 25th of July, 2014 to today, we've never missed one social media post.
2: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that um, has really built the brand. So we have been consistent across that Instagram platform. How
2: do you generate a post every four hours? Six posts a day?
0: Yeah, six posts a day, yeah. How do you do that? That's so, a lot of content. Were you doing that in the like, beginning? Uh, in the beginning, yeah. So in the beginning, we probably posted four in the beginning and then I would say for the last two and a half years, it's been the six. So we kind of, the initial four was all done around um, post times and engagement times for the world really. So when we look at our brand. We can't just think Australia because Australia is our least market. Mm -hmm. So our biggest markets are um, USA, Europe and Israel. Australia is actually quite low. So when we've always thought about posting and social media, we've always had to think like a holistic approach and basically count everyone else's time over ours. Mm. So we've always done it that way. But in terms of actual content, how do we come up with that much content? Basically, we shoot at least Like every six weeks. So, whether it's actually me directing the shoots, which is more often than not, it'll be either me directing them or we'll go on board with a photographer, a model. We also have a huge over two and a half thousand influencer base. Mm -hmm. So, two and a half influencers around the world that we work with basically every day. So, from that, that's how we get all our content. So, we have never ending content people also want to be posted and be on our social media pages. So customers are our biggest asset. So they will buy the product, take amazing photos and send it to us. And that's how we have that constant content.
1: So those influences that you use, mm-hmm. are they um, a mixture of paid and unpaid?
0: Yeah, definitely. So we have our like everyday influences, I guess you'll call them. When I say everyday, it doesn't make them any less good or not. Mm. It just means like we work with them on a daily basis Majority of the time, they are on a small contract payment, but it's more for the love and product. So we always gift. We'll never expect anything for free. We'd always gift product, obviously. We wouldn't say purchase the product and we'll post you. But in terms of larger payments um, for those influencers, the everyday influencers, not really. They're quite small payments, which they're happy to accept. Um, And then in terms of um, larger influencers, yeah, we can pay up to $20,000 for a contract, you know. So it just really ranges. Depends on who it is. It doesn't necessarily mean because they've got 5 million followers that they're going to be beneficial and get a return on investment for our brand because they might be a hot babe, 5 million followers, and 90% of that audience is males, and that's mm-hmm. not going to make a return. So you mm-hmm. have to be quite smart in who you actually paying to get return yeah yeah
2: would you say that your um one of your biggest investments in terms of money but also resourcing within your team is dedicated towards content production because it seems like quite a huge shooting every six weeks Yeah, and then yeah.
0: paying yeah and then having yeah. somebody
2: manage that content yeah like four times a day like
0: yeah that's me <laughs> oh that's you <laughs> yeah so yeah um wow. it is i mean there's obviously we all kind of take a Everyone kind of manages it in a little, you know, a little bit, but mainly I'm looking after all of that as well and it is quite demanding, yeah. Uh, I guess coming up with the different concepts and ways to shoot and ways to keep the content creative and interesting to our um, target audience is also difficult. But we are pretty lucky, like it is summer somewhere always. Yeah, you're right, (laughs) chase chase the sun. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So um, Dave and I travel a lot as well um, to get that content which is lucky, I guess, we get to live the life that we wanted to live, which we really love. So it is demanding, but have a really good staff, um, really good team, and we all just make it happen because that's our attitude here.
1: And what yeah. do you think your point of difference has been on Instagram or social media in a creative kind of
0: way? To be honest, it's been consistent, and I think, like, people see the style of photos that we post and they know that that's barley body, mm. and that's attractive to people because they can not have to read our captions example and they just know that like, yeah, I want to be there and get that slice of sunshine or get that feel wherever they are. Um, And I think that's been important to build the brand and have a key difference.
1: And you also use, I think like your models, you've got a range. You know, you do use curvy models. How important is diversity in terms of
0: models? Oh, 100%. To be completely honest, it's actually a lot harder to find larger models that are willing to, you know, get in their keenies and, and really sh- there is definitely um, a market for it 100% and we really try and push that and we really do try and use a diverse range of models. We'll never make everyone happy. No. Even when we post larger models, people say horrible things, she's fat or, you know, posting big girls is also unhealthy, you know, so you never get a happy audience. But we feel 100% it's completely um, important to be showing a diverse range of women. We're always looking for, you know, a more curvy girl to work with, definitely.
2: You often hear about a business story of somebody who had this
0: brilliant idea yeah. and made the
2: product and threw it on Instagram and now they've got a million followers and it's so easy. Yeah. But it can't be easy if everybody, no. if not everybody's doing it, you yeah. know? Yeah. What have been some of the really challenging times or some some of the struggles or sort of obstacles yeah. that you've had throughout your business journey?
0: <clears throat> definitely. It's definitely not easy. Consistency is key, absolutely, in this whole um, business. As I said earlier, we haven't, we didn't miss a post, like we haven't missed a post to this day. So everything that we do across every platform that we use is consistent. There's definitely been struggles that we've had along the way. Not having come from a business background or marketing background, copy background, product development background, having come in just completely raw along the way, there's been hurdles which maybe weren't big for other people if they had had that experience, but for Dave and I, they were massive. Being resilient is like everything in this business. Like We've had that many setbacks and no one would know about it or the customers would never see any of that, those troubles or our social media would never you know, would never miss things. So people are like, oh, I wonder what's going on with Bali Body. Our biggest issue, and still to this date, is, as I said earlier, leaking, leaking of the product. So we've changed packaging around four times. Once the product goes in the air, the plane can cause the oil to leak out. So that's been a really big issue. So we have worked, I reckon I've spent like hundreds of hours on different lids, different wads in the bottles, different seals, different, different options with going back to our product manufacturers, going back to the people who make the bottle, going back to the cap supplier. The, for about six months, Dave and I found this new way we could bottle the products and we had to get these little, do you know what an O-ring is? So an O-ring, I didn't either, but I do now. An (laughs) O-ring is a little plastic round circle. And we thought if we put these O-rings in the top of our bottles around the knob of the cap and then put the cap lid on, which was all approved by a bottle maker too, they thought this idea was good too. Mm. So (laughs) we'd sit there and the only way to do it was to manually do it. So we had 45,000 bottles that we had to do. And the only way to get these O-rings on the bottles was to get a pen, wrap it around the top of the pen, and then put the O-ring, stab it down like four or five times till it eventually popped on the top of the bottle and seal it up, and off it went. So that took you know weeks, eight, nine, ten weeks of sitting there every day tapping O-rings on bottles. <laughs> you, oh my
2: god. you doing Dave,
0: that? and I. Yeah.
2: Oh my god.
0: In between doing, um, you know, marketing and emails and everything. So that was one major hurdle that we had to get over. It didn't actually solve the problem in the end. It worked. It helped stem, you know, stem the oil, but it didn't work. So then after that, we decided we'd definitely have to change bottle again, which is our current bottle, which I would say 95% of the time, we don't have leaks, but it is an issue for our brand. And that's definitely been our biggest issue. So just still today trying to work out, how to get 100% perfection, which obviously you're never really going to get 100%, but definitely a better rate other than 95%. That's probably the biggest hurdle in terms of how the customer would see things. Mm. Internally, probably just finding processes that really work for the brand. Um, We've been really lucky, like as a team, Dave and I, obviously are husband and wife, we work together every single day um, and we obviously live together. Mm. So... It's been great, like, if we have arguments about brand strategy or where we see the business going or what product's going to work for us next, we just tough it out. If we don't like it, tell each other, you know, piss off, that's not good, and then we (laughs) move on. So um, we haven't really had any massive hurdles, you know, other than the leaking of the bottles.
1: So you're an entirely um, online e-commerce business. Mm -hmm. Did you ever consider
0: Bricks and Mortar, you know, another form of retail? We definitely have, for sure. Um, we've been offered, you know, a lot of different stores. We've never really found 100% the right fit for our brand. We've never wanted to kind of sell to a boutique store who will buy 50 bottles and they kind of sit there. The order mass isn't enough for us to justify that. We've found an online model for us has really worked. We definitely... Uh, in talking with um, a few companies who are the right fit for our brand, non-Australian companies. So in the US, as I said, US is our biggest market. Mm-hmm. So that's where it kind of makes sense for us, and that's where the fit is. Oh. So definitely, we are in the works of something. So I can't say yet, oh,
1: but no, nothing that. exclusive yet. <laughs>
0: yeah. It is a, um, a really big store, and there's you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Australia is a bit different because Australians quite sun conscious, mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah, definitely internationally, yeah, we've got something in the works. <laughs> so
1: when you say that Australians are more sun conscious or mm-hmm. that, you know, they obviously, you know, from a young age we're told to slip, slop, slap, yep. yep. would you and have you considered a product extension that takes care of that, maybe a higher SPF
0: to target the Australian market and, yeah. the, you know,
1: increase sales?
0: Yeah, definitely. So we've had a, um, three products in the works for over two years with that exactly, but it's really difficult for our brand because we really stay true to being vegan friendly. Mm-hmm. So a lot of sunscreens use beeswax and it's something I just won't use because I won't change our brand ethics. So to try and work around to be an, actually a good product for our customers to use, it does require the beeswax, but there is workarounds which just it just takes a longer time. So we definitely have that in mind, um, 100%. It is one of our products that are coming out. So we have yeah. an SPF 30 for the face and body. Um, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and And uh, higher SPF in the tanning oils, definitely. But it's just time with us. Mm. So just making sure that we we don't want to just pump out a product because we have to. Mm. It has to be good because at the end of the day, our customers, we have a really high repeat customer. Mm. So if I just make a shitty product, no one's going to use it again. And that's our main source of revenue, obviously repeat customers.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think, you know, repeat customers are so important for business. How do you retain? Obviously, the quality of the product is one. But are there any other marketing tactics or strategies that you implement to, um,
0: you know, have those customers return to you? So social media is the biggest revenue for a brand. And then um, other than that, we um, have like obviously mail send out. So Mm -hmm. um, EDMs and that would be the second biggest revenue for the brand. So we obviously obtain, you know, customers' details or they accept marketing and that was how we would obviously get repeat customers by sending out those mail outs, making them feel really um, involved in the brand. And same with our social media posts. We kind of have a the personality is a relaxed friend, like the way we talk is like you're talking to your friend or, you know, your best babe kind of thing and the customers resonate with that. So when they're seeing another photo of someone with a different product, they would, oh, actually, I want to try that. Like that's how we get that repeat customer. And what about
2: new customers?
0: New customers, I guess it's the same method Mm -hmm. technically. Um, Social media, a lot of um, Facebook advertising, digital, Mm -hmm. all the digital space, so Um, We've got digital Facebook manager who organises all the campaigns and that's how we um, obtain new customers, through influencers. Um, As we said, we have such a large influencer-based. When someone, you know, one of those influencers posts to their 10,000 followers even, you know, I'm sure there's 9,000 in there who haven't used the product. So Mm. there's new customers every day to be made. So we just wanted to ask you some final wrap-up questions. Sure. What makes you happy? My dog, Sarah Chili. Yes, here who we met? <laughs> yes. Um, obviously my husband, Dave. Uh, my family make me happy. Sunshine makes me happy. Animals make me happy. And good health, I guess. Appreciating mm-hmm. health for me personally. Um, appreciating my body, yeah. Yeah.
2: And who inspires you?
0: I guess Dave as my, being my business partner, but also my husband, being really supportive to me and really strong, um, that inspires me to also be strong, um, and to build a good life together and both work together to have the life that we desire. Um, yeah, he's an inspiration.
1: And finally, what's next for you and what's next for Bali Body?
0: Personally, for me, um, we have some really exciting news. I'm actually pregnant. So that's Yay. next. So Congratulations. Not, yeah, Congrats. thank you. Um, it's been a long time coming, so we're really excited. And for Barley Body, um, we have a new product range coming out in January and we really feel that it's going to be a massive game changer. It's a whole new range, so something we haven't done before um, but we have been working on for a long time and we know that our customers have been craving this range from our brand Um, we believe we're the tanning experts so what we have coming out is going to suit a lot of a lot of customers and also products here and there along the way so stay tuned sorry ladies we tried to get Laura to spill on the new product range but this is all we got it stays on the body a lot longer than what our products do now Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, lady.brains,
1: and head over to ladybrains.com.au to find out more about our events and other cool things that are happening.